0: And this morning, I'm going to share some things just briefly. I'm not going to share the entire message, but I want to share some things about the warrior living on the inside of you. I'm not talking about a warrior that's in heaven. I'm talking about a warrior that lives on the inside of you. I'm talking about a mighty warrior that has the power to conquer everything, uh, has already overcome everything, uh, and desires to bring forth his victory within you and within every aspect of your life. How many of you this morning believe that there is a warrior that lives on the inside of you? And hear this, the warrior that lives on the inside of you, his name is Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. If you are saved, there's a warrior that lives on the inside of you. Now, uh, many of you, maybe you haven't, you may have not been saved in the 1980s and 1990s. How many of you here were saved during the 80s or 90s, late 80s, early 90s? How many of you were, how many of you were not saved? How many drunkards were you out there that, you know, okay, some of you were drunkards back then. But anyway, how many of you were bound by drugs or some other type of addiction back in the 80s or 90s? Uh, now, during the 80s and 90s, it was a great revelation and understanding that God brought forth in the body of Christ. And many of you may remember this, particularly you that were a part of the prophetic move in the early days in the birthing of the prophetic movement. There began to be some teaching and understanding, some enlightenment that God brought forth on spiritual warfare. There were books that were written. There was many things that were taught. Uh, There were songs uh, that were written A lot of songs that were written As a matter of fact That's one of the things that I did uh, uh, With Bishop Hammond Back in the late 80s and early 90s The Lord began to birth this message Of spiritual warfare And some of you may not even know this That are here this morning But I actually used to lead worship And I traveled around the world And did conferences uh, with uh, Christian International With Bishop Hammond And man we had I mean God moved in such powerful ways And we are bringing forth the message that God was restoring prophets and prophetic people, and He was causing them to rise up in this hour and begin to prophesy and declare the word of Lord. By the way, how many of you are appreciative and thankful for the ministry, the prophetic ministry being released within the church? I'm thankful every day for the prophetic ministry. Amen. Would you look at somebody and say, I'm thankful for the prophetic ministry? Now, the prophetic ministry entails the, the, the ministry of the gift of the prophet. Uh, the ministry gift of the prophet and also involves the gifts of the spirit one of them being the, uh, particularly the gift of prophecy but all revelatory gifts and utterance gifts are all also linked into that Uh, The word of wisdom, word of knowledge, those are all more prophetic in nature, and they begin to bring illumination. Well, in the prophetic movement, we begin to teach about that, begin to preach about it. And, of course, I was part of a team. We traveled throughout the nation and throughout the nations declaring that, speaking forth that. But one of the characteristics, and I don't have a time to go through all the historically, but whenever, uh, anytime there was a move of God, a genuine move of God, a restorational move of God, God would always raise up songwriters, He would raise up psalmists, and they would begin to pen, begin to write in song what God was declaring at that moment in time, and I'm not beating myself on the chest, but that was the ministry that God placed within me, and I began to do as uh, when I was on staff at Christian International, and we began to sing these songs and uh, I mean we don 't do many of my songs any longer, you know. But anyway, uh, they were activating songs. They were strong songs. But most of them had to do about how that we have dominion and we have authority over all the powers of hell and over all the powers of darkness. Amen. How many of you believe today you have dominion? You have authority over all the power of the enemy. That's what Jesus said. I give you power and authority over all the enemy, amen? All the authority, all the power of the enemy. Well, we've been given that authority. When we began to preach about that, began to sing about it, began to write songs about it. So I said all that to say this. That revelation began to come alive in the body of Christ. We began to realize that we were not just waiting around with our thumb out waiting for Jesus to come back. But there was a mission that God had for us as members of the body of Christ. And the same commission that God originally gave Adam, which was to go and take dominion, understand that that commission is still intact, and that commission is still something that God desires for us to do. How many of you know that God wants us to take dominion? Do you believe that today? I want you to look at somebody and say, God wants you to take dominion. And I understand that when you use the word dominion many times, what happens is people begin to think Uh, 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 sometimes their mind begins to go places that God didn't necessarily intend or give you authority or jurisdiction in. Understand this. You don't have jurisdiction over the will of somebody else. Does everybody understand that? So the dominion that we're taking is not necessarily over the will of human beings. But how many know that we are called to take dominion over principalities, over powers, over the rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in the heavenly realms? We are called to take dominion over devils and demons. And if I can use this terminology, I believe that God has called the church to clean up the earth. Yeah. How many know the earth needs a lot of cleanup? I'm not talking about natural cleanup. I'm talking about spiritual cleanup. Our culture needs some cleanup today. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can begin to articulate and enumerate that need cleaning up. Understand this. You have been given the power. You have been given the authority that within your sphere you can begin to take dominion and you can begin to clean up things. Praise God. Look at somebody say, I'm a part of God's cleanup crew. So this revelation and understanding began to come forth within the body of Christ that God had called us. Not just, you know, you don't get saved just so you can go to heaven. Heaven's wonderful. Thank God for heaven. Amen. But understand this. That's not the primary purpose that you were born again and saved. In other words, God's intent wasn't just to save you from hell. He was to say, He wanted to save you into something, not just save you from something right he wanted to give you a purpose he wanted a destiny to be fulfilled within your life and that's the reason we preach and teach and minister that's the reason we come to church you know why because we want you to be equipped to fulfill the purpose of god hear this if the only reason that you are to get saved is so you can go to heaven then the best thing to happen is once you get saved is for a preacher to shoot you and send you on it'll keep you from backsliding right Now, by the way, we're not going to do that. Did everybody understand that? I don't want anybody to get any ideas. And don't go home and do that or anything like that. But I'm just saying the goal is not just to get to heaven. The goal is to accomplish the purpose of God. The goal is for us to rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost and begin to accomplish everything that God has called us to do. The goal is that we are to function as spiritual warriors and we're to snatch people out of the control of the devil, out of the control of demons and principalities and begin to see the kingdom of God be manifested here on this planet. Amen. That's the reason Jesus, whenever he was teaching the disciples how to pray, he said, they asked him, how do we pray? Jesus, teach us how to pray. He said, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Start out with some worship, acknowledging where your help comes from. And then he said, pray this way. Your kingdom come, your will be done where? As it is where? What Jesus, the very one of the first things that is to happen whenever we pray, and by the way, prayer is one of our weapons of warfare, but we are to pray heaven into earth. You see, we are to begin to enforce the victory that Jesus already accomplished. Well, anyway, back in the 80s and 90s, we began to teach and preach this, and uh, but it, I will say that in the last several years, two or three years, it seems like... And uh, there's been somewhat of a, I won't say a decline, but just that has not been in the forefront of our thinking. Hasn't been in the forefront. I'm talking about spiritual warfare. We got a lot of people that want to fight in the natural, but understand this. Being a warrior in Christ has absolutely nothing to do with fighting in the natural. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Being a warrior for Jesus has absolutely nothing to do with, uh, uh, you know, taking up natural weapons and going and fighting people. Now, by the way, I want to say this. I do thank God for our Air Force. I thank God for our, all of our armed forces. And they are there to defend us from any type of outward attacks. Amen. Any any type of enemy, uh, domestic or abroad, that would seek to harm us. And thank God for our military. How many of you thankful for the military? But understand this, you know, we don't say, well, we're taking dominion, so we as a nation, we're going to go take over every other nation, and we're going to begin to enforce, you know, that we're just going to make them and colonize them. Uh, no, that's not what the, uh, the armed forces is there for. Now, I said all that to say this, we must understand that as spiritual warriors, that we don't, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, amen? We wrestle with principalities and all these other things that we have mentioned. But anyway, in the 80s and 90s, there was this great wave of spiritual warfare, and that wave, uh, as every wave, it subsided uh, as other waves were ushered in. As a result of that, many in the church have lost sight of both the principles and the activation of spiritual warfare within the church. Now, I want to say this. I believe this morning there was something that got activated even in our worship. I don't know how many of you sensed it, but man, there was that dimension of spiritual warfare that began to come forth in the midst of our worship. You don't, listen, we're not just saying our praise is a weapon because those are nice lyrics. We are saying that because we believe that whenever we lift up our hands uh, that we're raising the banners of the Lord and declaring His dominion and authority. I believe that as I shout unto God with a voice of triumph that it causes the enemy fortresses and kingdoms uh, to literally shatter and fall to the ground. I believe whenever I begin to dance the Bible says for you who revere and worship my name the son of righteousness will rise with healing in his wings and you will go forth and leap. Everybody say leap. You will leap like calves released from the stall. Then you will trample down the wicked, and they will be ashes underneath the soles of your feet. Amen. Can I tell you, Miss Sarah Watts, uh, uh, Sarah uh, Labonte, uh, who's uh, over in her mid eighties? Praise the Lord. Uh, can I tell you, this little woman, stand up, Miss Sarah. We love her so much. Go ahead. Can you stand up for us? Praise the Lord. Can y'all give her a big praise? God, we love her so much. And her husband, Carl, go uh, go ahead and stand up too, Carl. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Carl Labonte. But you know what? Listen, an 80-year-old woman, hear this has so much power that she can even begin to dance like this she may not be as agile and she may not be able to do this and she may not be able to do this but praise God she can begin to move her body she can begin to move her feet and the Bible says that the devil is made ashes underneath the soles of your feet whenever you begin to dance and you begin to rejoice listen we're not dancing and rejoicing because we're Pentecostal because we're charismatic or because we're prophetic or because we're apostolic we're dancing because we know the Bible and the Bible says when I dance and whenever I shout that I am crushing the enemy underneath my feet. Hallelujah. Amen. That's the reason I dance. I don't need a workout. Well, let me take that back. (laughs) I'm not trying to do a workout in church. That's probably a better way of saying it. You know, we're not just, hey, that's just the high praise way. No, it ain't the high praise way. It's the Bible way. Amen? You know, it's not just the charismatic way. No, it's the Bible way. It's not the prophetic way, all those crazy prophetic people. No, it's the Bible way. Can I tell you, for you to come into the house of the Lord, and you don't, listen, we're God's chosen, not God's frozen. You're called to move. Right? Come on, you're called to move. Living things move. All of a sudden somebody fell over in their chair and they didn't move. There'd been things that we'd begin to assume and we'd have we have some nurses here and we'd have them come and please, uh, Christa, Christa, where's Krista Carmichael? She's a, a nurse and we have other, all the nurses, raise your hand. If you're a nurse, praise all. The, let's give all the nurses a big praise God. We love you and we appreciate you. You're important. We have a doctor in our church, Dr. Mapp. But anyway, um, we may have other doctors, but I know he's a doctor. Praise God. He's a good doctor. By the way, if you need a doctor, go see Dr. Mapp. He's a great, he is really, he's awesome. He is. A, are y'all taking patients right now, Ms. Linda? Okay. So if you need a doctor, go, go, go see them. See Dr. Jesus and then see Dr. Mapp. Praise the Lord. Amen? See Dr. Jesus and he will heal your body. And Dr. Map, I help you map out a wave to stay healed. Praise God. But anyway, so... Uh, I don't, I forgot where I was at, praise the Lord. But this, but this is the reality, you know. Whenever we begin to worship, yes, living things move, thank you. So if somebody were to, you know, all of a sudden just you know, fall over there, you know, we'd, we'd have the nurses, the doctor, if go check them out, make sure. You know, but if they're not breathing, and the heart's not beating, and they're not moving, that's usually an indication that they are. Can I tell you, whenever a church stops moving, well 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 that's it's an indication that there's the absence of life because living things always move I loved it this morning brought tears to my eyes when I saw these kids get up here and I thought about Jesus whenever he came into the temple and the Bible says that the scribes and the Pharisees they were all upset you know what they were upset about they weren't upset necessarily about what Jesus did they were upset because they saw the children praising in the temple I can't believe all these kids up here. You know what? I tell you, the devil hates it whenever children begin to worship and begin to praise the Lord. Amen? We taught our children whenever they were young, you will praise the Lord. I remember this one time we were going to a service, and I remember Joshua saying, Daddy, I don't want to praise the Lord today. Pastor Joshua now. But anyway, back then he was he was Bubba, okay? <laughs> he was our Bubba Bear. But anyway, I, I told him, I said, uh, He was two years old he said I don't want to praise the Lord this morning daddy I said well you got to understand Joshua the Bible says Joshua will praise the Lord that's what it says I will praise the Lord everybody say I will praise the Lord now put your name in there and say it see you're the Bible says Vic will praise the Lord amen the Bible says Carl will praise the Lord The Bible says, Paul will praise the Lord. And uh, the Bible says, Whit will praise the Lord. The Bible says, Selena will praise the Lord. Amen? And so we understand that we're all supposed to praise the Lord. But anyway, he said, I don't want to praise the Lord this morning. I said, well, Joshua, the Bible says, Joshua will praise the Lord. So whenever we get to church, you're going to praise the Lord. He said, Daddy, I don't want to. I said, but you will. (laughs) So we got to church, and of course, Pastor Stacy, she was on the platform. I was leading worship, and she was on the platform. We had him right there on the front row. We started the worship. Do you remember this, son? Okay, you were too. You don't remember it. All right. He, so he, we started praising the worship the Lord, and you know what he did? He sat down. That's the wrong thing to do in my household. And so, and uh, Pastor Stacy, she was motioning for him to stand up the whole time, and he'd shake his head, and no, I ain't, I'm not going to stand up, wrong thing to do. Well, she couldn't do anything at that moment, but as soon as worship ended, she put down that mic, she came down off the platform, and she grabbed, she was, mama was a warrior, yeah, mama grabbed him, took him outside. Pap, 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 pap. And I know some people don't do that. They want to give them time out or something like that. Listen, we had knockout in our house, but nonetheless. <laughs> I'm, just I'm just saying. I'm not telling you to go do anything. Don't do anything that would get you put in jail. Yeah, I didn't literally knock them out. Wanted to at times. But I mean, pap, pat pat. And can I tell you something? I'm going to tell you something. He's two years old. You know what? There's never been a service since then that he didn't praise the Lord. Can I tell you why he worships like he does right now? But well, Daddy's still on the front row. Praise God. Hallelujah. No, he, he's always done it. See, there was a discipline that we enacted in him. No, the moment that you hear the music start, the moment that we have set aside for us to worship the Lord, You don't wait for a feeling. You don't wait for an unction. As a matter of fact, if you don't feel like it, that's the time that you got to do it the most. I'll say it again. When you feel like praising the least, is the time that you need to do it the most. As a matter of fact, I've seen some of the greatest breakthrough in my life when I felt like doing absolutely nothing. But I said, yet I will praise the Lord. I'm going to still declare the promise of God even when everything within me is streaming something totally opposite. I say, let God be true uh, and every man a liar. I say yes to God's promise. Yes to his word uh, in the name of Jesus. Devil, get out of here. Hallelujah. Listen, you can allow your mind to be the party place for the devil and his demons, or, or you can rise up in the power of the Spirit, and you can clean house, and you can begin to put your mind on the Lord, begin to lift your hands, begin to dance and begin to celebrate, begin to rejoice before the Lord. I'm telling you, breakthrough will happen within your life. You will begin to evict every demon principality and power that's tried to make your mind the party place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Too many Christians today are allowing their mind to be the devil's party place. Y'all hearing what I'm saying? The devil's got a nightclub going on in people's minds today. Speaking lies and all these, all, all sort of things. Telling them something different than what God has promised. My friend, you got to rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost in those moments in time and go ahead and praise Him. Amen. Now, I said this, I, I really do believe that there is. I sense something like flip today. I don't know what it We've had some great services here at High Praise. But I would say this is possibly one of the best services, I mean, as far as just you, the, a tangible anointing and presence of God and breakthrough anointing that's been here in a long time. And it's not that we don't ever have anything. We do. We have we have great services. We have powerful services. God moves power. But I felt something shift in the atmosphere this morning. And I believe that God is saying, warriors, it's time to arise. There is a trumpet that is being sounded today. And God is saying, I want to arise within you as a mighty warrior. And I want to put every enemy underneath your feet. The enemy of fear is beneath your feet. There, I declare in the name of Jesus, the enemy of sickness is underneath your feet. The 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 enemy of family problems is underneath your feet. The enemy of insufficiency is underneath your feet. The enemy of lack is underneath your feet. And God is going to cause it to be crushed in the midst of your praise. I'll say the devil's tried to, and he's attempted to snuff out the praise of God's people over the last several years. But we say in the name of Jesus, we're coming back with a vengeance. Hallelujah. We're coming back with a roar. Hallelujah. There's something that is arising today on the inside of us. The warrior is arising on the inside of you. Look at somebody say, the warrior's arising. At 1 Peter 5 8, I got to share this scripture. It says, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, what I want you to realize is that one of the greatest takeaways that you can get from this particular passage of Scripture is this. The devil is your adversary. Everybody say, the devil's your enemy. It doesn't say, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, your spouse. It doesn't say because your adversary, your employer, right? It doesn't say because your adversary, the person that you don't agree with. Doesn't say your adversary, your fellow employees around you. Doesn't say your adversary, your family. Can I tell you one of the issues that we have today? And I will say that in the body of Christ, if we want to be successful in spiritual warfare, we have to stop making people our enemy. Because you will not, listen, you'll never overcome devils by making people your enemy. See, we can't make the people that Jesus actually bled and died for as our, he, listen, he gave his life for everyone. Amen. So understand this. My issue is not with people. Your issue is not with your spouse. I know that they may be acting the fool. I know that they may be doing some crazy things. Your listen, your issue is not your children. You gotta understand that your adversary is what? Is who? Who's this? Hey, your adversary? The so listen, Peter specifically identifies who the enemy is. And it look at somebody and say, You're not my enemy. Look at somebody and say, the people I work with are not my enemy. You know what? We'll never win people as long as we villainize them. You'll never win anybody that you villainize. I know sometimes that's hard for us to swallow, but you don't understand what they're saying. You don't understand what they're doing. Look, you know, it's, this is something just across the board for every one of us. We're comm- By the way, if you weren't here Wednesday night, Pastor Joshua brought forth a really powerful, powerful message on supernatural love. Boy, talk about eye opening. It was great. But he says, Your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion. Please understand this the moment that you make an individual your enemy is the moment that you have lost. That's the moment that you lose in spiritual warfare. I understand in natural warfare that where we have, you know, where we're having to fight an, a, uh, an enemy that has been identified. And by the way, the military, they don't actually engage in spiritual warfare. They engage in natural warfare. Does everybody understand that? But as a Christian, as a Christian, I'm talking about in our day-to-day walk. Listen, as long as we make people our enemy, we will lose in spiritual warfare because we are looking at the wrong thing. And we have to identify the adversary. The adversary is the devil. The Bible even says that those who do not believe, the Bible says that the God of this world has blinded their minds. So once again, we see that even whenever people believe wrong, even when people think wrong, even when people are saying things that are wrong, they themselves are not our enemy. It is the enemy that has actually blinded, the God of this world who has blinded their minds. And if we're going to be successful in fighting, we have to realize we have to use spiritual weapons to fight a spiritual enemy. Does everybody understand that? Now, nothing wrong with owning a gun, but understand this. In the warfare that I'm talking about, Smith and Wesson will do you absolutely no good. I many know you can't shoot a devil. That's just the bottom line. You can't shoot demons. I'm not telling you not to have a gun. Don't, want, don't misunderstand anything I'm saying. I'm just saying a lot of times what we're wanting to do is take up natural arms whenever God says, I want you to begin to hit your knees right now. I want you to begin to speak the word right now. We want to do something in the natural to try to make it happen whenever God says, why don't you let me show up as the mighty warrior? Why don't you let me show up as the one who will fight valiantly for you? Hallelujah. Listen, you can't manipulate things. By the way, if you do manipulate something out of somebody, understand this, unless their heart changed, it will be very short-lived. And so that's the reason it's so important that we identify who our enemy is. The, our enemy is identified as the devil. By the way, it says that he walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. That means this, he can't devour everybody. Did you know that? He can't devour everybody. He can only devour the ones who have actually opened up their lives. There's doors that are open there. The Message Bible says it this way. Keep a cool head. Everybody say, stay cool. cool. Keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Boy, that's a picture of a lot of people in the body of Christ. They're napping. They're napping in different ways. Sometimes they're napping because they're distracted by the wrong things. Sometimes they're napping just because they're lazy. Sometimes they're napping because of lethargy. Listen, I believe that God wants us to rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost today and begin to take dominion in uh, in the spirit realm over the principalities and powers of the air. Amen. Again, I want to say this that the moment that we make people our enemy is the moment that we end up losing in spiritual warfare. In Ephesians 6, verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil or the strategies of the devil. For we do not wrestle. Everybody say, We do not wrestle. Now, by the way, is that in your Bible? Is that actually in your Bible? Ephesians 6, 12. Put that scripture up there. It says, for we do not. It doesn't say we we do. It says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Is that in your Bible? That's in your Bible. It's in my Bible. What's flesh and blood? He's talking about people. He's talking about human beings. He said, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. We're not wrestling. We're not fighting. Listen, we're not trying to fight against the people that Jesus died for. That's what he's saying here. But we wrestle, we fight against what? Principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, and against the spiritual host of wickedness in the heavenly places. Verse 13. Therefore, because of this, because this is who we're fighting, take up the whole armor of God. He didn't say, take up guns. He didn't say, take up knives. He didn't say, take up missiles. For this kind of warfare, it will not work. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, then verse 14, it says, stand. Listen, the only way that we're going to stand today is, number one, we have to realize that we're not wrestling with flesh and blood. If you try to get on the enemy's level to try to fight him, understand, you will lose every time. You take the whole armor of God. You know why? Because natural armor will not be effective against the principalities and the powers of this air. The only thing that has power to change things, the only thing that has power to overcome and take dominion over the principalities and powers of the air is this, the armor of God. How many of you are thankful for the armor of God? I don't, I've done a series before on the whole armor of God and obviously I'm not going to do it in this teaching but we have to understand that we have been given powerful weapons there's all sorts of weapons of warfare that we've been given we've been given the blood of Jesus We've been given the name of Jesus. We've been given the word of God. We've been given the promises of God. We've been given prophetic promises. Praise and worship is a weapon of warfare. We have all the gifts of the spirit actually are even a weapon of warfare. Somebody asked me one time, they said, well, what weapon is the most powerful weapon? I said, the most powerful weapon is the weapon that you need at the moment, (laughs) I'm going to close with this. I'm going to give you a real, very simple ilu- illustration. Has anybody here ever played the game Rock, Paper, Scissors? Anybody ever played that? Y'all know what I'm saying? The Rock, Paper, Scissors? And I think most of y'all know that the uh, the rock crushes scissors, right? And the scissors cuts paper, and paper covers the rock, right? So you got to understand, there's a real simple lesson here. If you're going to get scissors then you need a rock, right? But if you're going against paper, you need scissors. And if you're going against a rock, you need paper. Can I tell you, there was times in our lives we had to, see, there's an arsenal, there's a complete arsenal that God has given you. And what we have to learn to do is use the right weapon at the right time. See, there's sometimes whenever we need to pick up the shout and begin to shout with a voice of triumph, amen? And there's sometimes whenever we need to begin to just declare the promises of God. There's sometimes you got to take the prophetic promises that have been declared over you in order to wage a good warfare. Many of you know, and Pastor Stacy even alluded it to it this, this morning, the time whenever the doctors were telling us that she had a blighted ovum, that there was no life in her womb. And what we had to do is we had to take the prophetic word of the Lord. We believe in the power of praise, but praise wasn't the weapon that was needed at that moment in time. What we needed was to take the prophetic promises that said that we would have a daughter who would be a dancer in the house of the Lord. So I'd lay my hands upon her stomach and I would begin to declare to her womb, I said, you will live and not die. The doctor said one thing but i say you will live and not die i command every bit of this bleeding to stop now we declare that we will have a daughter who will be a dancer in the house of the lord the doctors and all the reports all the medical reports that came back were saying something totally different than that but whose report will you believe We believe the report of the Lord, amen? And we wore a good warfare with that. We see we were using the weapon. There was a weapon that God had given us. He had given us a prophetic promise. And as we did that, God turned the tide. And then that was in April of uh, 1988. Well, she was born in December of 1988. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, I said all that to say this. We've been given weapons of warfare, but I believe that the Lord today is wanting us to begin to allow him to stir up the warrior on the inside of you. Understand this. You weren't saved. and You weren't brought into the kingdom just so you could go to heaven. Just so that you'd have a mansion in the sky, so to speak. You weren't actually delivered from the powers of darkness just so that you could look forward to a day that you would sing with all of your relatives that have went on before you. Hear this. You were saved with a purpose. And you are called every person that knows and that, that acknowledges the name of the Lord. Hear this. You are called to be a warrior, praise God. Look at somebody and say, you're called to be a warrior. Again, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but we war against principalities and powers. Understand this. There's probably some men in here, if I try to fight you right now, it's very likely that I would lose. Okay? Is there any strong young men here? Any real strong young men? If you're, if you're a real strong young man, Ricardo, Bruce. Okay, right. Okay, hallelujah. Uh, C.J., where you at, C.J.? Uh, Roland, Malcolm, Witt. I don't know, Witt, you might be able to. (laughs) C.J., where you at? Okay, C.J., he works out all the time. Now, the reality, oh, Will, yes, he's, he's, yeah, probably probably so. And um, there's some guys in here that if I tried to fight them naturally, I'm telling you, I would not win. The reality is, now I might be able to run faster than it. But I wouldn't necessarily win. But understand this: I don't care how big the devil is, and I don't care how big the situation is. The warrior on the inside of me is bigger than that situation. And I might not be able to overcome somebody in the natural, but I can tell you, I know how to pray. I know how to believe God. I know how to use the word of the Lord. I know how to lift my hands and begin to give God glory in the midst of adversity. And I'm telling you, I will come out as the winner every time. I will overcome every adverse situation because the devil is a liar and he's underneath my feet. Would you stand to your feet and give the Lord a shout today? Come on, give him a shout of victory today. Hallelujah! I want you to look at five people this morning and say you're a warrior today come on tell them you're a warrior today come on tell them the mighty warrior lives on the inside of you we'll finish this up next week we'll talk some about Jesus the mighty warrior many people don't understand that Jesus reveals himself throughout the Word of God he is revealed as a mighty warrior our God is a warrior he is the greatest warrior And by the way he's never lost a battle and he's not going to start with whatever you're facing right now the greater one dwells on the inside of you greater is he greater is the warrior that lives on the inside of me than he that is in the world amen so regardless of what's going on regardless of what's happening understand this if we'll begin to use our spiritual weapons of war and we'll begin to release the mighty warrior on the inside of us hear this you will always come out on top and you will always see victory within your life it is promised and it is assured amen can you lift your hands to heaven this morning i want you to come on just lift your hands to heaven right now and i want you to pray this with me i want you to pray it with me right now pray father god i thank you that today that you are the mighty warrior that you live on the inside of me I declare in the name of Jesus that you are mighty and that you work mighty in me. Lord, stir up the warrior spirit today. Stir it up within me that I may wage a good warfare, that I might fight the good fight of faith, that I might see victory in every realm of my life. In the name of Jesus, I give you glory. I give you praise. Can we give the Lord a shout of victory this morning? Hallelujah. You know, this is one of the reasons whenever we praise here in this church body, we praise aggressively. We pray aggressively. I'm not coming before the throne of God begging. I'm coming before the throne of God with boldness, knowing that as I begin to make my need known and begin to declare God's promise, That there will be an answer to my prayer that we i will see god move on my behalf my friend i believe that god is stirring up the warrior spirit on the inside of you today how many of you are willing to allow god to do that and continue to do that i'm a mighty warrior amen look at somebody say i'm a mighty warrior look at somebody say you're a mighty warrior look at somebody say we're mighty warriors in jesus name I want to make sure once again everybody understands I'm not talking about being a warrior in the natural. Listen, we're not, you don't overcome devils by going and beating somebody up. You, just, you don't. <laughs> you end up in jail, but you're not going to overcome devils by beating them up, right? By natural aggression. Somebody said, well, you know, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence. Violence taken by force. But he's not talking about natural violence there, he's talking about spiritual aggression. There's a big difference. In other words, we take charge in the Spirit. We take authority in the Spirit. We don't wait back. We don't wait for something to happen. No, praise God. We rise up in the power of the Holy Ghost. We don't live saying, okay, Sarah, Sarah, whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Okay, Sarah, Sarah. No, we say, in the name of Jesus, we know the mind of God, and we're going to pray accordingly. We know what God has said, and we're going to war a good warfare with what God has said. Amen? that's spiritual warfare my friend Now, man I've been preaching this for years and years this is not anything new it's not like something that's changed It's what I've said for years and years been teaching this for well over 30 years Paul knows it Libby knows it her and David Gill and Ruthie my mom and dad anybody who's been feared for any length of time we've always said this whenever we focus on the wrong thing we'll lose but if we focus on the right things we'll win Anytime time you're looking at the wrong advers- a- adversary, you'll end up losing. But if you'll look, if you'll, if you'll follow the Bible, my friend, we'll win. Amen. Thanks again for downloading this podcast. We trust that this message has blessed, encouraged, and edified you. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss a message here from High Praise. Also, you can follow us on social media, on Facebook, and on Instagram. And don't forget to go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'll be back soon with another incredible message. God bless you and have a great week.